Hello and welcome to another episode of Superhero Discussions. My name is Travis Hines, Travis underscore 156 on Twitter. And today I'm going to talk about Young Justice, Season 3, Episodes 10 to 13. The first half of Young Justice is wrapped up, and boy, oh boy, were we in for such a treat. Uh, you can tell that this was not made for Cartoon Network, and this was made for a streaming platform. And I can't wait to go into discussion, so let's let's do it. Uh, episode 10 was entitled was titled uh, Exceptional Human Beings. Uh, we got a fantastic episode where Batman, Metamorpho, and Katana do a black ops mission in Santa Prisca, where Bane is. Uh, we find out that uh, Deathstroke is running the League of Shadows, which I think I may have called in the previous episode as something that I think could happen. Uh... We also got Lady Shiva training some League of Shadow members, and it's established that she is the most dangerous woman alive, which is pretty cool. Uh, we got Silas examining the father bats and ignoring his son Victor, basically sitting up for the cyborg origin, which loved it as well. Uh, I don't trust the doctor that Jefferson is being linked with. Uh, I'll get into more on that later, but uh, I thought... Uh, I think I don't trust her at all. So, uh, I love the training scene with Nightwing and the new members. Uh, you can tell that all three of them are coming along very nicely. Uh, and we find out that Granny Goodness has Brion's sister. So, that's what we're led to believe in this episode. So, uh, we also get one other thing I want to touch on before I go into the main thing of the main fight scene and how much I enjoyed it. Uh, we get a little hint there of vibe cisco in the shower well the locker room scene where the two guys are picking on him after debating which superhero woman they want to be with uh and they did say cisco to him so that that i thought that was just maybe a little foreshadowing they wouldn't do that unless it's going to come to play in the future and maybe with the success of the flash show and the character being such so well received they may want to throw him in there but the main thing from this episode was uh, Batman, Metamorpho, and Katana versus Bane, Deathstroke, and Lady Shiva. Uh, I love that Batman gets some intel early on while he's staking out the place that Tara's gone to the granny. They, uh, then Bane finds Batman, and he's like, nobody comes in or out of Santa Prisca without my knowledge. And then Batman lists off about ten people that have... Uh, done that in the last two seasons and he gets so pissed off and I love that I thought that was hilarious but then it goes to the fight scene and I gotta say uh, I think Batman and Bane took a back seat in this fight scene and Metamorpho and Katana really shine same thing with Deathstroke and Lady Shiva on the other side I especially love Katana and Lady Shiva standing off with their swords against each other and Lady Shiva saying that she's the better swordswoman but uh katana's blade is better and she says i will have your blade after i'm done with you which i thought i love that and katana just smiles like which we don't see her do much but you know how much she loves battle and in metamorpho the stuff he did especially like changing into air and uh well gas and the way uh, it was just just fantastic use of his powers and the, the thing where he tells deathstroke that he's always in pain uh, just just great, just great lines, and even Deathstroke th- getting him to turn into, uh, trying to shoot him first, and he's like, oh, bulletproof, that's annoying, which, see, uh, these are just little quips that 
are really good in the moment that Young Justice does really well. They don't bog it down with humor, but they do have those little moments in there, like I said earlier with Batman making fun of Bane, not knowing everyone coming in out of his island, and here again with Metamorpho. But he gets set on fire by Deathstroke, which I really loved as well. Uh, I thought that was great, and in the end they get extracted, and the team now knows, uh, finds out that Tara's with Granny, but they don't know who or what Granny is. So, the the whole overall premise takes a back seat in the in the next episode, entitled "Another Human Freak." We open with the explosion that causes Vic to turn into Cyborg, and they set that up in the last episode, showing the fault that you well, leaky line, like everyone keep brushing up against it and showing it like short circuiting. And I gotta say, they pulled no punches with. Uh, this the way they showed it cyborg's face is half off uh he, he just looks terrible his heart's out of his chest i can guarantee you that none of this would have been done in cartoon network heck even the justice league war movie really tamed down cyborg's injury uh because they had this stuff over him and they just used the mother box there so I think it's kind of cool that they changed this too, that they used a father box. And that's going to come into play even more going down the line. Uh, we also get Fred Bug and Violet Harper going to school. And Violet has chosen Harper. I love that Will is just, yeah, here, use Harper. Even though I'm not really original Harper, but yeah, sure, use it. I, I just took it, so go nuts. <laughs> uh, so then uh, we get an awesome exchange between Nightwing and Geoforce. Where Geoforce is pissed off and wants to know where Tara is. And it results in a great speech from Nightwing. Asking if you want to look in, back in the past. At what you've lost. Or you want to focus on the man that you could become. Which great. You can tell you know, Nightwing's had some speeches from Batman in his day. So that, that was great. And during this whole thing. Fred, Bu- Fred Bug and Violet Harper are going to school. So Violet's been feeling sick all day. Uh, and they meet a new friend. At school, I assume is another metahuman. I'm gonna have to go back and check because this is right after I've done watching the episode. So if anybody knows who she's supposed to be, uh, Harper, you can let me know. I would love to find out. But yeah, Violet's been feeling sick, and I think it has something to do with uh, what was happening with Vic and the father box. So she turns to a different light and opens up a boom tube. Uh, which no one knew she could do, but we find out uh, more about Halo in the next episode about her origins, really. So, uh, Halo breaches out, and at this time, the father box has taken control of Vic and used his anger and sent him on a course to kill his father. So he's just about to do so when Violet intervenes, Halo intervenes, and she cleanses him of those murderous feelings. But Vic says that they came from his anger and he needs to get away. So he leaves with Violet. And I wondered right away, could she control? Could she keep those feelings at bay? That purple, when he lights up purple. So we get the next episode, which is another... Uh, you think, for most of it, it's nothing to do with the main story. But it does. It, I'll get to this. do have something to do with the main story. Uh we get a lot of Garfield in this episode about his show, about his thoughts. Uh, Granny Goodness is running Garfield's show, which we find out. Uh, 
And we also finally get Halo's deal. She's basically part Mother Box. Like, Mother Box spirit was drawn into Halo after she died. Uh, or into Gabriel after she died. So, we get all Halo's deal in this episode, which I loved. Uh, she's basically part Mother Box. She can heal the uh, Vic, in a sense. And her emotions... I, I thought DCTV Squadcast touched on this. Maybe it was from Scott Schatz. But her the colors that she lights up is the emotional color spectrum. So she lights up like however she's feeling. So we find out a lot more about Halo in this episode, which I love. So yeah, back to Gar. He puts on the goggles and it tries to get control of him. So I don't know about this uh, monkey that he's seeing and saying that that's the one that turned him into Beast Boy. We've always been told that it was from McGowan's blood transfusion, but I'm curious to see if this is actually the case. We get we get different shows uh, in different spots for Garfield. Uh, we get him on a ship at the start, and we get a lot of old cameos of heroes, of fallen heroes, like Wally West, Jason Todd, uh, Ted Cord, and they're all dying there, which... Uh, you're just like, whoa, and it just shows that he ran away from, he just didn't want to be a hero anymore after a lot of his friends and family died. Uh, we get a Doom Patrol Go show here in this, and I, I thought this was hilarious. Uh, it was just a rip off of Teen Titans, but with the Doom Patrol, which was Gar's first family, so showing that he, w- he went through this as well, all the Doom Patrol died that he knew. And that devastation and rocked into his core as well. And if you do, if you have watched the old Teen Titans animated show, you'll notice that all the Doom Patrol are the voices of the of those members of the old Teen Titans show, uh, which I thought was great, a little, great little touch there. Uh, but uh, Gar finally figures out that he was running away from his problems, and giving up Beast Boy was not the right call. Just as McGann comes in to help him, and she says, "You re- you didn't even need my help. You realize this on your own," which was great, and I thought that was just a nice way to go because I've been wondering about the little. I haven't been enjoying the little Garfield snippets in the episodes, but now seeing how what they did with him, I can get on board with that. And in the end, the team finally figures out that Garfield's boss is a villain, and we all know she's Granny Goodness, but they finally know that she she's not an up and up and they're they figure out how they're sending metahumans to those depots and in this next episode coming up uh, we get a full-on raid of all these from the justice league and the young justice team so uh in true heroes episode 13 the team has a lead on tara markov and wrath to bot the greater blah balia greater balia i think i'm or you know i'm gonna go greater balia leaving Halo and Cyborg behind with the Doctor, who I still don't trust at all. But Halo's powers has left her because of her emotions and feeling fear and sadness for for Breonna. That's what we're led to believe as the rest of the team goes to this weird metahuman fight club slash action, I guess. Uh... And the Court of Owls, a lot of Court of Owls are there bidding, so that's kind of cool to see. Uh, they, I like how they do the reconnaissance first. They used a, a little bog uh, camera thing, which I thought was a pretty cool touch. 
and get the the kind of like the spider bug in Spider-Man Homecoming. That's the spider drone. Uh, so they locate Tara as she's fighting and they've been on her and get her. And she is super ecstatic to see her brother, Prince Brion, and hugs him and is super excited. And then the rest of the crew goes back to shut it down, which they do. It's some great scenes, some great fights, but in the end, Tara and Brion are the ones that jump in, use their powers, save the day, and they free all the kids. And this feels like a win. This is great. Everyone's happy. And they finally, they put dealt a significant blow to the metahuman trafficking at ring, or that's what we led to believe. And while this is all happening, Cyborg's father box takes over and tries to kill Halo. And Halo unleashes her full power. She feels that, uh, the mother box feels that the emotions that she's feeling, especially through her relationship with Brion, are going to help her and make her more powerful while Cyborg and the father box argue to the contrary. But she lifts, lifts out this big glow of purple and for the, like finally rids him of those destructive tendencies for good. And those killer tendencies were good, and Cyborg acknowledges it. And I love how uh, Nightwing's looking at him and saying, "All oh, these guys are definitely could be members, but Cyborg." And I'm like, "Dude, like Cyborg's an original member of Teen Titans, you know, like slow your roll a little bit." But we know that he's just introduced here, but he will be a valued member. But we get that blow that Young Justice is dabbling in a famous Teen Teen Titan storyline. And we find out that Tara is an undercover agent for Deathstroke. And that's going to... I don't know what that's going to do to Brion. That's going to rock his world. I, I think he'll be even angrier than uh, Superboy ever was in Season 1. And that's just just bravo. Uh, I got to say, too, that uh, I know Ray from the from DCTV Squadcast, the Flightcast, loves that the heroes win and I had a little note writing that but I don't know if we're going to call this a hero win heroes win for like 100% or 90-10 or 80-20 what percentage would you give the heroes for winning after finding out that Tara is undercover agent uh, I'm going to go 60-40 myself personally uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that but yeah that was my quick thoughts on Young Justice uh, we are at a break now. I'm not exactly sure when it comes back, but it is quite a ways away. Uh, I'll be on the DC TV Squadcast this week to talk about these episodes as well. So look for that when it drops. Uh, I'm thoroughly excited about that. I think I mentioned it the last episode I talked as well. So yeah, <laughs> uh, that's it. I want to know your percentage for the heroes winning when you find that when you found out that Tara is an undercover agent and mine's at sixty forty. Hope you guys all enjoy, and I hope we can hold out long enough until the, the back half of this season comes around. I know I'm going to be dying for it. <laughs> Cheers, guys.